Welcome. Today we're going to learn Parshas Chukas. So, in the middle of the Parsha, after the Parsha of uh, Paraduma, we have the Parsha of the Meimariva. The people came to meet Bratzin and Vatamasham Miriam Vatkovasham. Miriam was Nifter. Now, the bearish of Miriam was the Schus of Miriam. So, when she was Nifter, then there was no more water. The people didn't have any water. And they complained. Hashem told Moshe like this. Go assemble all the people. You'll speak to the stone. This is the stone that uh, the Beresh Miriam was a stone and it stopped giving water. So you'll speak to the stone like Nehem. And then it'll give water. Then water will come out. You're going to talk to the stone. Water will come out and then they'll have all the water they need for themselves and for the animals. So Moshe Rabbeinu did not, uh, he... He hit it twice, and a lot of water came out. Now, there's different sheets, the different drachim uh, over here, and they're showing them how to learn what happened over here. What was Moshe's chet? It says, Since you didn't make a kiddush Hashem, you're not going to bring Kalisot to Israel, you're going to die before they go into Israel. What was the problem? So, we didn't go with Rashi's derech. Rashi says that he was supposed to talk and he wasn't supposed to hit. And because he hit the stone, that was, that was, the, that was why, how he failed to make a Kiddush Hashem. How is that? Well, what would have been the Kiddush Hashem? So Rashi is like this. She'ilu dibartem el If you had spoken to the stone, ha'itzi and gave out water, ha'itzi mekudish le'ene o'eda. And people would say, We certainly have to listen to the Rebbeinu Shleilam. So this is old Mefarshim struggle with this. What kind of Kalvachimer is this? We're making Kalvachimer because the, the stone listened, therefore we also have to listen. Uh, we, the stone doesn't have a Bechira, doesn't have a Yetzirah, doesn't have anything. The Banshem told it to give water, it gave water. What does that have to do with us? How is there a Kalvachimer? This is what the Mepharshim asked. And Stamza, you have to understand, what are they supposed to learn from the stone? That the Rabbanshim talks to the stone, so the stone listens. When he talks to us, we also have to listen. I mean, we know this, you know, we've been in the Midbar for 40 years, we're learning Torah, the people that uh, that uh, violated the Torah were punished, you know, people, and uh, so we know we have to listen. I mean, why, why, why do you have to tell us now, a Kalvachimer, that we have to listen? What's the Chiddush? What are, what are we learning out from the stone that we didn't know until now? So why didn't Moshe listen? Why not? So Rashi says like this, what happened was, that this stone rolled away into a field of, 
of many boulders, and Moshe didn't know which is which, and he spoke to, he spoke to a boulder, and it didn't, it didn't give out water. They spoke to a different stone. Amru, they said, Maybe we have to hit it, just like it says in Rafidim that they didn't have any water. The Banshul said, Maybe that's what we have to do. We have to hit it, not talk to it. But what kind of a mistake is this? The Banshul said, He said, talk. He didn't say it. Did they misunderstand what the Banshul said? Over there he said, Here he says, So what's the. You know, what was the mistake exactly? What was it? Where we are standing now, Klal Yisrael is at the end of the 40 years, on the threshold of Eretz Yisrael. They're about to go into Eretz Yisrael. They're coming this way, that way. They're coming towards Eretz Yisrael. Until now, Klal Yisrael was living a charmed life. They had Mon, they had Bereshav Miriam, they had the covered, the clothing were... Not, they had nothing. They had nothing that they had to do. Everything was fine. They were fully supported in Kailo. They had nothing to do. All they had to do was sit and learn. And they had no daigas, no problems. However, once they come into Israel, then life is going to become normal. People are going to have to have farms. They're going to have to have jobs. They're going to have to have businesses. There's going to be normal life. The life in the, in the Midbar was not normal. And, but there was, it, it worked very well. People had uh, all they needed. But when they come into Israel, they're going to be problems. If they're going to be problems, they're going to end up having conflicts between what you're supposed to do from the Torah and uh, practicality. What are you going to do? You know, do you, you know if, if you have a problem, should I keep Shabbos? Or should I close my store? I mean, it's never an extreme case. But I mean, there are many, many things you're going to come into conflict. So he said like this. He says, Talk to the stone. What's the difference between talking the stone and hitting the stone? So when you hit the... And also, why, do you, um, in, why don't you bring Raya from Kriyas Yamsov? The, the Yamsov listened. The difference is like this. Maish Rabbeinu had a power over the Bria. He had a mata. He had a stick. And with the stick, he had a shlit over the Bria. And he was able to do supernatural things. Hikisa Bitsur is supernatural. It is not the nature of a stone to give out water, but when he hits the stone with his mata, then the stone gives out water, bederechnes. It has nothing to do with nature. It's bederechnes. However, when Moshe spoke to the stone, if he would have spoken, speaking to the stone means, why doesn't the stone give out water? Why not? Because it's not the nature of a stone to give out water. But what is nature? Nature is, why, why do things fall? Why is there gravity? There's gravity because Rabbi Shalom was mitzvah, that there should be gravity. It's chukah teva. So there is this Rabbi Shalom made. Things heavy should fall. So that's, or not heavy, everything should fall. goes down. That's chukah teva. So, so when something falls, it's bederach teva. So if you would speak to the stone and you would be mitzvah, not hit it, if you would have been mitzavah al pi Hashem, you'd be mitzavah to the stone, that it should give out water, then it would be the nature of that stone to give out water. It would not be a ness. It would be derechateva. Why? Because Rabban Shalom says, this stone should give out water. How would it work? I don't know. Maybe some of the molecules would draw water vapor from the air. I don't know how. You know, 
you know, atoms would change, there would be some kind of a process and it would be part of nature. It would not be supernatural, it would not be overriding nature, it would be nature. So the Ka'a of Chaim is this, you take a stone, which, and, and the Rebanshel's mitzvah the stone to give out water, then that becomes the nature of the stone because it's a tzivoy. So it's natural for the stone to give out water. So Kavachimer asks, if the Rebanshel's mitzvah is to do a mitzvah, you cannot say that I can't do it, it's too hard for me, I'm too old, I'm too tired. If, Apiyalacha, you don't have a p'tur, then you can do it. Maybe sometimes, you know, it's, it's too much for you, so you go to the Rav and he'll tell you, no, you're potter, maybe. But if you don't have a p'tur, and the Rabban Shalom's tzivoy is in effect with you, and you have to do it, then you can do it. So mainly, coming there to Israel, and you're going to have all kinds of situations where you're going to think, this is too hard for me, I have to do this, I have to do that, I can't go to shul, I have to open those. No, no, if you're mitzvah to do it, you can do it. That is the Kalvachimer that you would have learned out from, from, the, from, the, from the stone. Now, what happened over here? Why, did, why, did, why didn't he listen? Why, did he, why didn't he talk to the stone? So it happened like this. The stone was lost over there, and he was going around, and they're looking for the stone. They're trying to find it. So, What's the difference? You're Moshe. You could do anything you want. You have a stick. You could do whatever you want. You have a koyach over the bria. What's the big difference? This one, that one. We're all thirsty. Pick a stone and get us some water. He said to them, Shimuna Hamoyrim, the Pasuk said. Hamoyrim means, listen, listen to you. What are you saying? Is it possible for us to extract water from a stone that there was not a tzivui to that stone? With the, of course, with the, with the matter, we can hit any stone. But if we're going to go do it b'derechateva, if we go do it with dibor, then there has to be a tzivui to this stone. There's no tzivui to all stones to give out water. There was a tzivui to the particular stone, which used to be the Beresh Miriam, which should give out water. So if we're going to talk to a stone that will learn its tavino, that's what he's saying. Then, if then, then, then how could we expect it to give out water? So then, so Maisha thought, the whole point of the Deber was to make a Kiddush Hashem, to make a Kavachimer. If they could ask such a question, what is the difference? And they're talking to all the stones, saying, why are you talking to this stone, that stone? If they could ask such a question, that means they don't get it. They don't hop. And therefore, even if I'm going to talk to the stone and I'll give out water, they're not, they're going to not see any difference between this and the Vikisa Bitsur. It's also, they're going to look at it also as a nest. So if it's a nest, there's no Kalvachimer. So he's thinking that the Rabban Shalom told them they should do it, Kedesh Mekidesh Hashem. But since they are Shoitim, they will not be Kedesh Hashem. So Lemai said, the people need water. I might as well go back to the Vikisa Bitsur, as he says. They spoke to a different stone. And then when finally we came to the Nizdamu, and then they ended up by this stone, but they thought, look, they don't get it. So we'll do it like in the beginning. Hit it. So they hit it. And that was the problem. They should have, you should have, you should have, the Rabban Shalom said, speak. You don't make a cheshben. You don't say, no, they don't get it, they this and that. You should do what the Rabban Shalom told you to do. And in the end, if you would have spoken to it, they would have gotten it. 
or even they wouldn't have gotten it. Lamaisa, that was a tzivir of the Rabban Shalom. But probably they would have gotten it. But at this point, that's what they thought. They thought, Moshe thought, that they don't get it. They ask me such a question. So therefore, the whole, the whole, the whole Kiddush Hashem thing is not going to work. I might as well just give them the water the way I did last time. That was the pshat over here. So, because you didn't make a Kiddush Hashem, that's why you're not going to come to Eretz Yisrael. So Rashi says like this. One second. Oh, not this Rashi. If they didn't do this, they would have gone to Eretz Because if they would have died, they would say it's like the Miraglim. What does that have to do with the Miraglim? Because the Pasuk says in Pasha's Devorim, but the Mice of the Miraglim doesn't say in the, in, in the Pasha of Shlach, but it says in the Pasha of Miraglim, um, nobody's going to come. Zulasi Kol of Ben Yifuna, he's going to come, right? Gam bi son of Hashem beglachem lemar, gam atalei savay sham. So the Pasik tells us, Mefurish, that because of the Miraglim, Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to go to Eretz Yisrael. But, today that people should not think that, that he is, that he had Shaykhus to the, so why, why, why wouldn't he go to Eretz Yisrael? What did he do? He did, he, he just sent the Miraglim. He did, was not, the, didn't participate in the Dibas Oretz, but he shouldn't have sent the Miraglim, he made a mistake. And Rabban Shalom said, You could do it. So you did it, and it didn't work out. So he did something wrong. So that's why he wouldn't have come. But today, that people should not say that he's part of the Gzeira of the Miraglim, because it's like a separate Gzeira over here on him. It's not because it's part of the Miraglim. Therefore, he would have gone. However, now that there was the Meimariva, so therefore... Now, now we know why he's going to die. There won't be any chash. People are not going to conflate him with the with the with the people of the of the Miraglim. Now there was also another place where it says that he's not going to go. When he came to to Mitzrayim, so he came and things got worse. In the beginning, things got worse. It got worse before it got better. So he said, he said like this. Said, Hashem, Why did you do bad to these people? What's going on? You sent me to save them and it got worse and didn't save them? What's going on? Said to him, now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Paray, says Rashi. You second thought me. I told you to go, and you say, why did you do bad? I told Avram that uh, Yitzchak is going to be his, his continuation of his generations. And then I told him, he didn't ask me any questions. And you, I told you to go save them, and it doesn't work right away, so you come with, with questions. The Fichach Atosira, 
Now you're going to see. You're going to see what's going on with Parai. You won't see what's going to happen um, when I take them to Eretz Yisrael. You're not going to go. So we have three places where we see that Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to go. We have this place where we're uh, so he doesn't go. And then you have the Meraglim, and then you have Meimariva. So why, why, uh, so if he hadn't been Meimariva, then he would have gone. Why? Because nobody would have thought, this thing happened privately. This happened, nobody was aware of all this, that they were, uh, that, uh, that uh, Moshe was told he's not going to go. So if, so, so then could be he wouldn't go, and whatever it is, he doesn't go. But after the Mice of the Meraglim, if he didn't go, people would think that it's not because of this, it's because of the Meraglim. Either, so therefore, this was, this Xer was taken off, and that Xer was taken off. When it came to May Mariva, then, right? Now, in Pinchas, so there were three Averis, but in Pinchas, it says like this, Hey, May Mariva, Hey, Mariva's Kodesh Midbert Sin. So Rashi says, Ein Bohem Oven Acher. This is the only oven to have. The oven of May Mariva, nothing else. So I would think that three. That three Avainis, now each one, for some reason, it wasn't put into effect to stop him from going to his role. But it was, I would say, three Avainis. Why is Oven Achod? And Stambazai, it would seem to be that that there is a commonality between all these three things. So I think like this, that they're all caused by one thing. Moshe Rabbeinu had a tremendous, tremendous Avas Yisrael. And, and he was like a doting mother to them. And sometimes a doting mother will do things for the child which really you shouldn't do. Maybe the child will be better if you don't do it. But if the love is so powerful and, and so overwhelming, then the mother will do things that really should not be done. Moshe Rabbeinu had a tremendous love for Klal Yisrael, so when he saw them suffering, then he said, Lama Hara He couldn't take their suffering. I mean, but they, they handled it. They were there, they handled it, but Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't, he couldn't take it. So therefore he said, Lama So it came from that. When it came to the Mice of Miraglim, again, the people came to him, they said, please send Raglam, we want, we want to know what's going on, we want to know what kind of plan should we make, we need it, we need it. So again, Moshe gave in to them. He, he loved them, and you know, they, were, they were distraught, and what's going to be, so can we send, so okay, fine, send Raglam. Again, the same thing. And then by May Mariva, when they didn't have any water, and they were halishing for water, and they were pressing, pressing him, so he just gave in, and he said, I'll do it, instead of holding on. And if, if, he, had, if he had not had such an overwhelming love for them, then he would say, okay, you wait, you're thirsty, you'll be thirsty a little bit longer, let's try it. No, because he had such a big love for them, that's why he was nechshel and he gave in. So all three are really, come from the same source, and it's possible to call them Oven Echot. Now, later in the Pasha, we have the Misa of Aaron. So it says, he told him, take Aaron, take him to the Horahar. They went up there to a cave or something, and he said like this, take him into a cave. Hachna, he called Islam Ma'ara, Ro Mita, 
Mutsaz v'ner dolog, there was a bed there, and there was a candle. So he told, Amrlai alay lamita. He told Aaron, go lie down on the bed. Allah, he went on the bed. Pshat yodecha, extend your hand, your arms. Upashat. Kmoit spicha, close your mouth. Vikomats. Atzam meinecha, veotzam. Close your eyes, and he closed them. Miyad chomad Moshe le'oisa misa. Right away, Moshe said, what a great misa this is, and he had a cheshik for it. He wanted it. What exactly did he see here in this misa? What exactly was this misa that he had such a chemda for it? He says, go lie down on the bed, extend your arms, close your mouth, close your eyes, and then he died. What was it? So this Misa is called, okay, Vayal Aaron Akoinul Herahar. This is uh, in Masse when we have like a brief mention of uh, Aaron's Ptira. Vayal Aaron Akoinul Herahar, Api Hashem, Vayom Hashem. Rashi says, Api Hashem, Melamed Shemais Benashika. This was a Mises Nashika. Aaron died Mises Nashika. So this is Mises Nashika. And that's what Moshe saw, and that's what he wanted. What exactly, what is the meaning of Mises Nashika? Why is it called Nashika? And what, what was it? So there's a Gemara in Brochus, Andaf Ches. Gemara says like this. There's nine hundred and three Mises. and the best one is Nishika. Nishika is the best form. What is Nishika? Nishika damya kemishchel benisa mechelba. It's like you draw a, a hair out of milk. So when a tzaddik dies, the neshama and the guf, a person's neshama and guf are connected. They're and um, as much as neshama is involved with the guf, it's, it becomes more difficult to separate them. A tzaddik is really the neshama dominates, and it's not so enmeshed with the guf. So when he dies, the neshama is, goes straight out easily. Whereas by Arasha, the neshama is very enmeshed with the guf. So the Gemara says that it's like pulling, pulling wool out of a thorn that it's like it sticks, it doesn't come out, it doesn't come out smoothly. That's what Mises Nashika is, that it comes out easily. So this is what he's saying over here. When, when, he's, when, he, when th- this was, and he went into the cave, and he, he lay down, and he spread out his arms, so the movement of his arms ceased. Then his mouth closed, and his eye closed, so all the physical systems were shutting down. So when he died, the body was basically shut down, and then the neshama came out easily. Even for tzaddik, there's also a certain amount of involvement together with, with the body. So because um, his, his body shut down his stages, so when it came for the misa, for the neshama to leave it, it left like a hair drawn out of milk, which comes out very smoothly. So that's why it's called neshika. Neshika is when you, when you kiss, it's like the, the lips. So the lips don't stick to each other. When, you, when the lips separate, the separation is easy. It just separates. 
So that's the Misa of Nashika with the, with the Neshama and the body can just separate easily and that's the best way for a tzaddik to leave this world. Thank you very much and I hope to see you again next week.